it's your host Sharon Lin, and welcome back to Come Along. So today I have a very special guest who's actually visiting Taiwan for the first time. So today we have my friend Cassence Dupuis. Say hi. Hello. So Cassence is a French interior designer who's originally from France, and he's been living and working in Italy in Venice for more than almost twenty years, right? Yes. And today he's here to talk about his travels and also his art specifically. I know you've been in Taiwan for how long now? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Yes. How how was it? How it is was it? Great. And it it's your first great. time in Asia, I believe. Absolutely, it's my yeah. first time in Asia. Before mm -hmm. I just went uh, as far as uh, uh, Saudi Arabia. So actually, your um, when we met, um, you your artwork. So you have a project called Corpo Geological. So basically, it's a project that you've been doing for how long? More than ten years. More than ten years, think, yes. and it's a photography project in involving stones. Yes, actually, it's more land art project. At the beginning, I was doing this uh, without uh, taking. Uh, uh, notes or uh, recording uh, the stones I was uh, putting to try to connect places and and then it become uh, artistic work oh. uh, when I begin to take picture the concept mm. is uh, I collect stones why because um, stones sometimes uh, ev everyone do it everyone collects stones and they take it and they bring it them home actually they finish in a drawer uh, with a lot of <laughs> dust and uh, they and I was wondering why not use those stones as a token of my uh, passage in uh, some places to leave them to be uh, like a, a beacon or a lighthouse of a mark from where I've been. I noticed that uh, the stone was a stranger element mm. in a stranger context mm. because uh, I connected stones from uh, one place to another. Yeah, so I think it's a good segue to talk about um, corporal geological, specifically how you do this project. Is it you take a stone and how you put it, where you put it? Tell us. Uh, I can uh, uh, explain this better uh, with uh, what was the poster for uh, the first exhibition mm -hmm. in uh, Palermo, uh, Sicily, where you can see uh, a stone uh, of Venice full of uh, seaweed, uh, so really green stone that I put in the, near the Monument Valley in uh, Colorado. In uh, the U.S. In, in the U.S. You can see this contrast uh, very strong between uh, the green stone. H how big is it? Uh, Smaller than... Uh, your yes. fist. Yes, yes. It's okay. uh, half a fist or something like this. And so the picture was not to take a beautiful picture of the, 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 the thing, but it was more to record where the stone was put. Because with the, the phones, a very uh, basic one. Yeah, so you take photos with your phone. Yes, yes. Okay. And uh, activating the GPS uh, mode. So uh, it's like uh, mapping uh, all uh, the places where I put the stones. Traveling uh, with my pocket. Uh, full of stones. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> then when I find a place that can be connected and maybe calling for a stone, I put it there. Actually, the connection are not very uh, rational or uh, emotional. Mm. They can be uh, casual or sometimes it's uh, about a story that I tell myself and uh, I take the picture. So I have the GPS, the, the exact coordinates where the stone has been put. And then I try to establish uh, choosing the right stone for the right place. How uh, do you do that? I'm really, really, I cannot talk. <laughs> I'm very interested in the connection that you were talking about. Could you share with us a little bit more of how you find this connection that you made you want to put a stone in a specific place um, and could you maybe give us an example a recent one a recent one yes i have uh, a couple of uh, one that were uh, emotionally very strong 
One uh, was very simple. I put a stone uh, from the Etna of Sicily in uh, the Green Island. Mm. That's a like, volcanic uh, island, yeah. I think. And uh, so the red stone uh, of the volcanic uh, eruption of the Etna went in contrast with the black volcanic stones uh, of the Green Island. And Is the, it by a cliff, by the ocean? or? It's uh, Yes, it's uh, by the ocean. Okay, And you made your way there by yourself? Yes. Oh, wow, yes. amazing. Okay. Yes. It's um, very hot, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, it's early summer now. Yes, yes, yeah. it's very hot. Mm -hmm. the, the weather in Taiwan is. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. was it, very nice, very mm -hmm. nice. Because this project is also trying to to say that uh, we are all all on the same stones, on the same big stone that is the Earth. Earth. Similarity uh, between uh, the stones or the landscape and uh, are very important. It talks also about uh, identity hmm. because um, each stone is different, even. If yes, you, yeah. If you take two stones yeah. from the same place, they will be necessarily different. No two stones are the same, yeah. Because they have a uh, different uh, kind of erosion, different shape, and uh, it's uh, like people, because people coming from uh, one place, even brothers and sisters, are no, completely different. Di even twins are completely different. Even yeah. twins. And uh, the stone is put in a completely different context. So it can be a couple of kilometers or uh, ten thousands of uh, kilometers. Ha or halfway across the world. Yes, uh, actually in Taiwan, uh, I yeah, think yeah. it's the, the <laughs> first. So far. Uh, yes. Yeah. The stone, I took uh, a picture, uh, a close up to the stone. Mm. So you can see it uh, very clearly. And the focus is made on the stone and it occupied the most part of the picture. And so you can define very well the identity of the stone, the shape and maybe what material it's made of. And then the context uh, that is blurry. Uh, mm. It's not in uh, the background. Yeah, the background. Yes, it's not uh, focused. And uh, so the importance is put on the stone and so on the singularity of a very small object as can be uh, maybe one stranger in a very different context and then uh, can uh, speak also about uh, historical events i yeah, made yeah. Uh, bridges and connection between time and spaces and uh, one strong stone maybe uh, very rational this one <laughs> sure, sure sure tell us um it was uh, in the museum uh, in taitung oh you mean the national museum of prehistory yes yeah that's a great museum this is a yeah. very great museum mm -hmm. and uh, I, so you put a stone there so i put a stone that uh, actually uh, i took from uh, a museum in europe I where in europe uh, in Italy, but I won't say okay, where. Okay, okay. That museum will remain nameless in this conversation, <laughs> listeners. Okay, go on. And, and so, uh, <laughs> as a, a lot of uh, things in the museum uh, were taken yeah. from uh, native people, yes. and then uh, not uh, only uh, in Europe, but uh, it's all all over the world. All sadly. over the world, and, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. and also the very uh, uh, interesting museum uh, in France, uh, Musée des, des, des Arts Premiers. Oh, okay, it's full of uh, objects uh, that have been taken from tribes uh, all over the world and uh, of the oceanic people. This stone uh, I took from a museum actually was a shell. Uh, how do you say a fossil? Uh, oh, yeah, fossil, yeah. Yes. And so I put it uh, there uh, on a big stone, uh, maybe uh, as a token of recognition of uh, something that maybe has to be uh, healed. Because there, there are a lot of uh, talking about uh, restituting yeah. 
repatriation and also reconciliation yes. and yeah and, and it's also a huge topic that i'm still researching and exploring and i talk to artists about this as well i find it really interesting that you i think it's a good mixture of your personal connection and how you find relevance in your own way so it's very personal very intimate but Absolutely. also something as rational or as uh, like you can say in a way that's more creates more relevance for people for example i as a museum researcher for example i know exactly what the sentiment you were trying to address with with this piece in the museum of prehistory let's talk about the equipment that you use so i mentioned that you use your phone to take photos so yes. what kind of phone did you use it's um <laughs> not a very um before i had a, i don't know if i can say a mark brand yeah or, yeah, yeah you're free so um, before i i used a, an iphone mm -hmm. and uh, the the picture were very fine because mm -hmm. uh, i think the camera is very good now i'm using a samsung and okay. I don't find <laughs> it. Um, I think that you, because I remember you told me that you had, you've had this phone that you have right now for a very long time. So it's a very old phone. Y yes. Yes, I think it's very old. And the camera itself is, it's, it works, but it's, it's not the best. <laughs> no, it's still working. And sometimes uh, I put stone uh, almost inside the water. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Your phone gets water. And uh, the phone uh, is still working. Oh, great, great. <laughs> good, good job, phone. <laughs> yes. But have you, have you ever considered using cameras or other kind of equipment that mm. probably would give you better image quality? Y uh, yes, but uh, actually it's not a um, photographic project. The picture, yes, I could have better resolution. And uh, for the moment, I think uh, what I can get with the phone is, is enough, uh, even mm. for uh, prints, because for the exhibitions, uh, I did the prints. So the, the format uh, where I print the picture not exceed uh, A2. Mm, okay. So it's like... Oh. Uh, so it's actually a pretty practical choice, I would say. Yes, it's like a 50 by 70. I'm, I'm considering in buying a new phone uh, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> to have better pictures and maybe more accurate uh, GPS uh, location. So listeners, I'm actually holding a very beautiful um, publication of um, Corpo Geological by Cressence Dupuis. It's a full color printed book and it has the photos that he has taken of the stones that he mentioned. Also, it has a location of where the stone is hopefully still is there i will also include some photos in the post so you can go find them and it's actually very interesting because i once interviewed a student of a photographer who was working a lot in providence rhode island in the u.s and he actually mentioned something really interesting and i, I actually put some stones there also great that's where i studied <laughs> so um i really agree with this because i'm not a professional photographer but i love photo taking and a similar way is to document try my best document how where i was and how i feel and for me it's like for me photo taking i call them b-rolls because the the best ones are here are experienced with my eyes and my mind at that moment so any technology is just a reproduction of how you feel and where you are so the photographer i interviewed he said that they actually sometimes actually prefer using phones or a smaller camera mostly phones because it if you're taking photos of people it makes um, your subject less stressed or concerned about being photographed because if you're holding a big camera just picture that it's almost like like a you know paparazzi experience or something like that but if it's a phone it's more casual and in a way it creates a more openness and friendliness in a way i, I feel it that way because also when you're traveling i know you've traveled to many many places this body of work has brought you to wow almost like 
halfway across the world from where you live. And I just picture maybe carrying a phone has also something to do with practicality because it's very easy to carry. Yeah, yeah yes. And uh, the, the stone uh, feel less concerned when I picture them yeah. uh, with a phone <laughs> than with a big camera. <laughs> and and from, the, from this exhibit, I, you've been to some places that are actually not that accessible for people. For example, well, I love the outdoors, I love hiking, but um, some places I just feel I don't even know how to get there. So um, could you tell us what was it like to get to some places that's very, very remote? And do you have any unforgettable stories? Very remote places? Because what I'm looking for uh, sometimes is that the stones could remain to one place. Mm. Because uh, there will be maybe for uh, some stones in the middle of city, so I'm sure that uh, they keep on uh, moving. Yeah, pe uh, people probably kicked it somewhere else. Yes, <laughs> or uh, they are carried. Uh, I put stones also in some museum, mm -hmm. and so uh, maybe <laughs> the guards probably took it. Like, yes, what is this? Or, or the cleaners, <laughs> or yeah. and some other stones. Uh, I put an attention uh, in some uh, natural uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. environment. Uh, so uh, I walk uh, long enough uh, to be uh, out of uh, the reach of uh, uh, humankind. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> random uh, people <laughs> like me. <laughs> But uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure I can uh, uh, go far enough uh, to avoid uh, the, the stone to be taken or moved by other people. Because or other uh, animals. Yeah. Or even animals, mm -hmm. yes. Or even the clim climatic uh, events. Yeah, wind. Uh, yeah. Wind and Storm. rain and uh, the stone uh, keep on moving. Do you have an unforgettable story of either a place you've been um, for this work or any place that you found a very special stone that you just couldn't forget? Actually, I collect very normal stones. Yeah, how do you collect stones? When a, a place is uh, relevant or I feel a kind of energy or uh, emotional connection uh, with this place, I just take a, a stone that caught my eye. But usually they are regular stones. It's not uh, diamonds or oh. a precious <laughs> one. Listen, or... if you ever find <laughs> something like that, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, but in, uh, yeah. for example, uh, on the shore of, of the beaches, uh, it's uh, a lot of stones uh, as they are wet. They, they are beautiful, mm. so you, but you cannot co collect everything and they are yeah. almost as precious. Uh, you, you probably jewels. tried, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, and, and yeah. sometimes with m in my luggage, uh, I have... Uh, <laughs> Tons of stones. <laughs> well, it must be a very interesting experience uh, for the custom officer to scan yes, your luggage. This is actually a very uh, interesting uh, experience because uh, uh, when I was uh, maybe back from the US, mm. uh, when I took uh, stones from the... This was uh, like 2016? Mm, yes, okay. maybe. It was not inside the national parks, mm. so it was not uh, valuable yeah, stones yeah, yeah. Mm. or illegal. What um, the in the customs, uh, they saw it on the X-ray. They were very curious, and what did you collect this stone? And do you have a permission? Oh. And uh, why is this? Uh, it was maybe uh, easier to uh, take back uh, precious stones like uh, diamonds or uh, than uh, normal stones. Uh, and it makes me think that. Uh, but did you manage to bring that stone home? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I, I, because there are so no interest uh, of, of any kind. Oh, okay. So you just told them what what exactly happened, and just a regular. Stone. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. We are very and they're like, oh, okay, because and, they thought it's then, a precious stone, but actually just a random. Mm, not that, but uh, they could not understand why, why? I had so many stones. <laughs> and, 
And yeah. I, I wonder if uh, that maybe it, it's the same for uh, normal people. Uh, precious people can pass uh, the frontiers very easily. Yep. And a uh, normal one. Uh, yeah, they ask always, everything. Yes. Why are you carrying, I don't know, even sometimes a lipstick. They think it could be a weapon. I don't know. But yes, yeah, I understand. Yes, you have more than <laughs> 100 milliliters of, of water. <laughs> so it can be a bomb or something. Yeah. Yes, uh, relating stones. Because the, the stones, when you collect them, they are full of the energy of the place. And like the people, because the people uh, coming from one place, they are full of the energy of the place with all the cultural links and uh, all the things that connect them to the land they came from. And uh, when they are put in a different context, they, you, you notice them uh, already as when I traveled in Africa. Uh, I was the white man in, in, in the middle of... Uh, of uh, oh, locals, yeah. Yes. And um, and it was very interesting and uh, to to feel the 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 the, f the feeling of people that are almost always are very welcome uh, toward you and uh, but uh, it's uh, the contrast and you come with your uh, identity yes, and your yeah. customs and so mm -hmm. it's uh, it's very interesting. And have you ever returned to the very location where you left a stone and was it still there? Some of them, yes, oh. yes, yes, some of them and uh, some of them were still like there. In Provence, uh, in the in south, France? yes, yeah. southeast of France, and uh, even uh, some uh, hidden well in uh, Venice or oh. <laughs> where I live, or and um, so you go visit them and they are still there. Uh, yes, because wow. sometimes uh, I because I don't put them uh, always uh, on a very specific location. It can be. Uh, near my place and uh, mm -hmm. that's it <laughs> so how, how does that make you feel to to know that something i think it's fascinating that it sort of that i when i was in japan i left a plaque on one of the temples and i don't know if i make my way to tokyo again to that temple i would love to see if it's still there i don't know it's been more than 10 years but when you find something that you left a while ago and it's still there how, how does that make you feel I feel that uh, that uh, you, you're uh, where you have been uh, is still connected uh, and uh, in somehow that uh, it your that you you come to this place it's uh, comforting in some way mm. because uh, the trace of your um, walk of, of your uh, of you have been there uh, is still there and uh, it's uh, it's interesting because it's maybe uh, like um, there is a story about uh, the young man that put stones uh, to remember where his house uh, is. Uh, maybe uh, the traveler one time that uh, they were looking at the stars uh, to get orientated. Oh, and uh, I like that. And uh, I don't know in English the name of uh, the story of uh, the the name that was uh, seeding stones. Uh, to go back to his home. Uh, yeah, I think I think every I think different culture we have that version of the same story. I think yeah, I've heard that as a kid. Yeah, it's uh, and it's comforting to find mm. them back uh, in the place uh, when you have hidden them like a small treasure and uh, uh, somewhere that you you know that maybe no one will find them mm. and and uh, when you pass there there and you at the first glimpse uh, glimpse so you 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 can still find them uh, it's uh, comforting i almost feel like it's almost it's comforting and it's like in a way coming home in a sense something that is it makes you feel safe in a way Yes. It's a very metaphorical and philosophical way to to put it, but that that's how I gather from what you said. Yeah, and I know that feeling. So I know it's your first time visiting Taiwan, 
and um, you're you're a very well traveled person. You've been to so many places. So, where do you think your work or your travels would take you? And do you hope to come back to Taiwan again? Sure, mm -hmm. uh, because um, Taiwan with the the the, uh, the the culture of the tea, the <laughs> oolong. Uh, yeah, I'm very fond of the the Tai Chi Chuan. Yeah, yeah, we're chatting and, a little bit. Yeah, and it's very. Uh, I think it's very rich of uh, culture and. Uh, Uh, landscape and uh, I heard about uh, uh, I heard about a pilgrimage and uh, oh, yeah. a long trekking. Yeah. Uh, so listeners, uh, I think uh, we're talking about the Dajia Mazu pilgrimage. Yeah. Actually, um, if you go on RTI News, you'll find several news stories we actually covered. And what about artistic wise? Do you hope to create more art in Taiwan? Uh, actually, there is a residency that can be uh, very interesting uh, in Taiwan, and I want to apply uh, uh, soon. Oh, yes. And I think uh, you're talking about Treasury Hill. Yeah, the yes. one that I've been to. Yes. Yeah, and actually, Izzy and I, um, for one of her shows, we interviewed another artist, Marcel. Marcel, if you're listening to this, hi. Mm -hmm. um, he did a residency there, and I met some artists as well, and I think it could be very interesting. Yes, yeah. I visited uh, this place, and mm. it's... Uh, And it's very nice, and the story also about this place, uh, about the sto the soldiers of uh, Chiang Kai-shek that uh, I think yeah. uh, they haven't been paid, and they decided to settle uh, on this place, and slowly they build it, and then mm. uh, artists came, and I think it was about to be demolished by the government, and mm. there were protests about it, and uh, and it's uh, in a very beautiful place where there yeah, is a temple. Yeah, the hillside, yeah. And, uh, and very the close river. to nature. Yes, yeah. yes, and you have a beautiful nature here. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's well, fantastic. Folks from Treasure Hill, make sure to look out for <laughs> my friend Kosnol's application. And I certainly do hope that you come back and you create more art here and do more Taiji here. And um, it's been a great pleasure to chat with you. And you. Um, having you here in Taiwan, it's been great. I know it's uh, every time I have friends coming to Taiwan, I just feel, in a way, I feel really honored in a way because Taiwan, I think during recent years, things are more different. Taiwan has been more and more like well-known in a way for as a destination Absolutely. for travelers. And I just feel great that more people know of Taiwan and how different it is from China, for example, and also basically everyday life here. And uh, also wanted very much to, to, to come and to see by myself uh, uh, what was uh, happening and what was the situation because uh, the media in Europe, uh, they have a very partial way to see things. And uh, as I've been in Lebanon or in other places and in Africa to see by myself how the situation was and how the people were, not only listening to what uh, uh, the old Europe says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> about what old white people <laughs> say about Asia. Oh, they uh, all know Kung Fu. Asia <laughs> or about uh, Africa or yeah all the common places uh, that uh, so I wanted to see by myself uh, how it was and I was uh, very delighted and I surely uh, will come back yeah that's wonderful yes. that's also why I travel as well so thank you for coming on my show Kassons. thank you for inviting me yeah so listeners hope you're having a great day or evening wherever you are take care and I'll see you next week bye 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 Hey y'all, you're listening to Radio Taiwan International. And if you're liking what you're hearing, we've got so much more on our website. Go to en.rti.org.tw and you'll see a programs tab. Click it and pick your flavor. From current events to pop culture to island advice to fantastic fiction, come check us out at en.rti.org.tw.